Hello, sustainable friends, and welcome to Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond podcast. Here we will share bold and innovative solutions that will help us tackle social, economic, and environmental issues that affect sustainable development. The Let's Act podcast series will amplify voices of people from communities, businesses, academia, civil society organizations, and more who will share real experiences that will drive development for an Africa we want. My name is Tokumbo, talks for short, Ifachiroti, and I am your host. It is time. Let's act, Africa. Hello, 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 and welcome to our podcast titled Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond. Today, we'll be talking about celebration of Women's Entrepreneurship Day in Ghana. So I'm really, really looking forward to this. I love celebrating women, as most of my listeners know, so I just can't wait to dig into this. I'm excited because the guest that we have today draws on experience gained within a variety of sectors, including enterprise development, telecommunications, ICT, international development and the media space. And these are the core areas that I love being engaged in. So, and now let me tell you about my guests before we do a deep dive into this much anticipated interview. Her name is Tony Dania. She's an entrepreneurial specialist with nearly 20 years experience in the West African domain, improving economic opportunities for a various number of um, groups to realize personal and development benefits of enterprise. She's currently project manager with MEST, that is Meltwater Entrepreneurial School of Technology in Africa for EU Africa Digilogic. And that's a 2020 project to boost the cooperation between European Union and African Union digital innovation hubs. And this is really to develop smart logic solutions. Tony has over 30 years of international development and enterprise experience with a concentration in NGO communities in the United Kingdom, Nigeria, Ghana, and Sierra Leone. She has developed, led, and managed European-funded projects as well as designed and implemented projects that support the creation of jobs and business opportunities within diasporan communities. Tony has a strong passion for inspiring Africa's next generation into the new novel. She is a vocal advocate for ICT, diaspora matters, youth and women endeavors within various entrepreneurial ecosystems. Tony is also involved with many civic organizations, mentoring local youth and supporting business networks. Tony for the past five years has been the Women's Entrepreneurship Day with West African Regional Ambassador with the Women's Entrepreneurship Day organization, We Do. She's a mentor and trainer who empowers and encourages women in multifunctional ways at different stages of their entrepreneurial journeys. Tony is also a board member for Street Children Empowerment Foundation, where social work professionals harness a holistic family approach to bring education and enterprise opportunities to families in 
Jamestown, Ghana. Welcome to me. Thank you so much, Tokes. I really appreciate it and really look forward to sharing with you and your audience the, and responding to your questions, really. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Tony? For this one, because you know I love everything Ghana, I'm just going to let you drive, really. I'm just going to be in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 2014. Tell me more about that. Um, I had been working in Sierra Leone for two years previously and um, my contract ended and I went back to London and I just thought, well, I've not completed my journey. I need to do a little bit more. I've been traveling backwards and forwards between West Africa on trade missions, holidays, etc. Now I was living and working. I wanted to continue. So I took the next step for the next opportunity and um, I had friends in Ghana, I had some contacts and I packed up, rented out my house and uh, just started a journey that's lasted seven and a half years. Fantastic. Seven and a half years. I didn't know it was that long. Oh. Yeah. And it goes by very quickly. (laughs) It does, especially when you're having fun and doing what you love doing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, on the journey, I've done different machinations of my true self, which is really supporting entrepreneurs in their ecosystem. Having run um, an incubator for 10 years in London, I wanted to try a few things differently so I ran an incubator in Sierra Leone but then um when I came to Ghana I said let me just try a few different things I started with Miss Universe Ghana and Mm -hmm. I did that for a few months and what was fantastic about that was our young people and how they're perceived in Ghana as young people and it was really great to talk to the 10 girls who were the finalists and really get to know them and get to support them and encourage them on their journeys and also look at the ecosystem of sponsors companies who are prepared to sponsor us companies who are prepared to just attach their brand to um, and then getting to know the various venues, the big um, hotels here, getting to use them and see what they had to offer. It really gave me a nice view of Ghana and the, the players um, in the, the marketplace. But one of the driving forces was, what am I going to do when that contract comes to an end? And network with people, I was telling them what I was doing. What's really good about Ghana is it's very close to the UK with the Diasporians. So I had a lot of Diasporian contacts that got me into lots of different places. So I ended up working with a good friend of mine, Herman Chinui Hesse at Soft Tribe and working with his young um, salespeople there and getting them trained and motivated to be the best salespeople they could for the Hager Law product, which was a mm-hmm. home product, which was really interesting. They taught me a lot about Ghana in terms of what it's like on the ground etc which was really interesting they thought I was teaching them but they were actually teaching me and that's why I love being around young people because they they feel that they haven't got anything to say they feel that they they're not listened to or heard but Mm. when you give them the opportunity I mean the girls I was working with a lot of them were maths geniuses and you know were involved (laughs) with some elements of tech but you know they were helping me with a lot of my excel spreadsheets etc and coming up with wonderful calculations and things but they're also delivering on a really good product which you know we gave them a 360 on how to deliver that and then women's entrepreneurship day came calling and a lovely lady called Letitia Brown was already the Ghana rep and she was moving on to other things and asked me if I could take over so I did that for the first year and really wondered what it was all about 
But Wendy Diamond, who found, founded Women's Entrepreneurship Day, is an amazing woman. She's an American lady who just wanted to empower. So she yes. founded Redone in 2013 as an NGO, non-racial, non-gender, non-political. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like a volunteer non-profit organization. And the movement was really established to just bring awareness that 250 million girls are living in poverty globally. And they deserve yes. to be given a chance at, in life. And there was something that really, you know, helped me because it was about simultaneously inspiring and empowering four billion women on the planet. Not mm. saying we that yet, but that's our target and that's what we're working towards. So I sit in West Africa and on the continent, I have some amazing ambassadors who I just thank God for because they really bless me with their skills, their kindness, opportunity oh sharing, their partnerships. And then, of course, the people on the ground here, I've worked with Shiro's, um, NBC Africa. We yes. did a Pan-African-wide event in um, 2020, just before the pandemic, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when everyone went virtual, we then decided this year we were going to a virtual African event, which will be on the 20th of um, November. But we have okay. the global event on the 19th which is actually women's entrepreneurship day and mm-hmm. we really want to get that proclaimed as a day in ghana in all of my regions in west africa and we're working on that for 2022 mm-hmm. but i've really taken this year to look at the young people around me and ask them to come and help me on this journey so i had um, an advisory team um, who were helping with my finances my admin and my strategy and just keep yeah. me saying the juggling that I do with all my day-to-day work and the other projects yeah. I'm looking after. And what's really important about being an ambassador is not just about what you do, it's about who's watching you and who yeah. might be in the background seeing what you're doing. So you need to, you know, start with your your good foot and just leave, you know, inspirational messages, inspirational leadership so that people can actually um, aspire to not only join the movement, but also want to be um, part of part of the movement in their everyday life. So um, yeah. being in West Africa has been my dream. And now I'm looking after the West African region that includes Nigeria, as well as me here in Ghana, Senegal, mm-hmm. Cote d'Ivoire, Liberia, Guinea, and Sierra Leone, just to name a few. <laughs> <laughs> You're really busy, but that's I, I found everything that you've said quite inspiring and actually uplifting because it takes so much really for people to relocate, you know, just move because there's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, what if I don't make friends? What if the weather is not good and all? But it seems as if, like you said, you almost knew when you had reached the peak of what you were doing in particular countries, and that gave you the oomph, so to speak, to be ready for whatever is out there in a new place, whether it be success stories or challenges that you're going to overcome. And, you know, from what you said, it seems as if that has been the, the gas, you know, that has enabled you to keep on going and keep on empowering others. But one thing that stood out for me when you talked about your journey, really, is your ability to work with others. You worked with a lot of girls out there. You seem to have given them an opportunity to express themselves, to be able to work with you. And it's almost like a symbiotic relationship. Women's Entrepreneurship Day, what does it really mean to you? That's a really good question. Thank you very much. We go about doing our day-to-day jobs 
doing what we do. I'm a project manager on um, a fantastic project um, with lots of different partners all over the world, especially mm. in Europe. And what happens is you just get busy with the work and you forget the impact that you're making. So mm-hmm. Willis Entrepreneurship Day is a time to stop, reflect, listen and just be empowered. It's, all, it's almost like a New Year's resolution to give yourself a chance to just look at what, what's available and yes. um, get together a group of fantastic speakers. We usually do it from the UN, because of the UN. And what's really interesting about that is Wendy and the team who are in New York um, really try and galvanize quite a lot of um, top level policymakers people who are working in the women's entrepreneurship field so they can really showcase to us what is possible and what's out there. And what I really like is you just feel like you you can do anything because you've mm-hmm. got showcasing to you um, financial um, planning. They're telling you their own budgets of a billion pounds or a billion dollars and it's up to you to try and get that money. Because as yeah. far as they're concerned, that money is available. They have it. They want to spend spend it for this particular year. And she's actually a black lady, but she mm-hmm. is giving a, um, access to a billion dollars worth of funding. I can just quote her company. Goldman Sachs um, has over a billion dollars worth of investment for women of African um, descent and Latino. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's specifically looking uh, for people to invest in, women especially, women entrepreneurs. So I made a bad dash against my network and said, you know, you've got to do a, I think it was a 90-second YouTube advert saying what impact you're going to have, how much money you wanted, when you wanted it for, i.e. the period of time, and where you were currently located. So I yes. had people rushing off. Because what they say is if you... If you want somebody to do something, find someone who's busy. They will Mm -hmm. always do it for you because they're already doing quite a lot of things already. Mm -hmm. So I have partners in in, um, Ghana at the moment who we're working with on a sort of grassroots level. So I'm working with some grassroots artisans called the Green Butterfly Organization. And they run the Green Butterfly Markets, which are... Um, sustainable development markets working with artisans who are doing everything from making soap to making candles to making clothes um, designing jewelry all the things that artisans are doing who've really suffered during this covid period see what it's like for them when the world is moving on and people sort of want to leave them behind and i wanted to let them know that no one's leaving them behind just like the sustainable development goals it is about leaving no one behind the ladies that i'm working with are really quite interesting so we have an event just for ghana that's going to be on the 10th of december that's going to be working with artisans and tech so that they can see where they can be with all this new technology that's coming yes. out We've got a fantastic speaker who is one of my speakers for my pan-african event paulette watson who is a disruptor of tech and she's telling everybody with her hashtag be me project that i'm going to train a million girls um, and come on board and work with us. So I've added her to the campaign that we're doing as well. It's Entrepreneurship Day is whatever I'm doing in my other life, I can find yes. a way to attach Women's Entrepreneurship Day to it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's giving them an extra platform, either on our website, on our other social media handles, 
it really is an amplifying voice. It's saying to women entrepreneurs out there, there's a place for you. There's a home for you. And if you want to grow your business at any stage of your business, we are here for you. And I know someone somewhere who can help you. So they call me the connectpreneur. Um, because I do like to join the dots. And if yeah. someone says, do you know someone who does this? I invariably say, it might not be me, but I know someone. Just give me just give me a while. I'll just go for my, my it's not such a little black book anymore. It's my online social media handles. <laughs> and that would probably help. Mm. Like you say, it, it's really interesting that Women's Entrepreneurship Day comes around every year and I still feel the same. I get excited leading up to it. And what I really yes. wanted this year was to continue after the actual day to make mm-hmm. impact on a day-to-day grassroots level with people yes. who need the services that we're offering. So I can attach them to Meltwater for some of the projects we're doing. I can attach them to DeGraph Management, who I do some ICT um, support for here in Ghana. I can mm-hmm. attach them to um, EAP Africa, who I do a little bit of wellness um, training with. And the wellness training is about just because you're working from home doesn't mean you can't be mentally unstable. You're used to yes. being in office, we've had COVID all the impacts of that. You've been at home with your family. You've got to carve out a space for yourself so you can work as well as do the things that you naturally do around the home, looking after your family. And it's about taking stock of time out. But sometimes as women, we do need to stop and take time out. Let our families miss us for a little while. Let them appreciate us for a little while. Um, (laughs) Then we come back again refreshed and rejuvenated. you you cook the dinner today. Um, It might be burnt, but guess what? Go and do an online cooking course. (laughs) There's there's so many options available now. (laughs) That's... It's really nice sharing this with you because um, I know you belong to Wimbiz and, you know, as women's groups, it is interesting to get women together, to support each other. Sometimes we don't do as well as we can, but all we're doing is working towards trying. And I live with the Pareto rule of 80-20. If it's going mm. right at 80% of the time, I can't really sweat the 20%. 20%. Yeah. That's so true. I, I really do appreciate the, the amount of work that you're doing in Ghana and the other communities too that you serve and other countries as well. And what is quite interesting is when you talk about um, inspiration and stop, you know, reflect and listen, not only to yourself, but also to the people that are around. And that's quite important. I think one of the things that I'll broach on before we close is the work that you also do. I mean, I don't know where you found the time, but you do find that time to work with the Street Children Empowerment Foundation. You know, tell me how that's going. And in terms of empowering the younger ones, what do you see the future to be for them? Thank you so much for that. Um, I've been working with Seth for going on even before it was, you know, Seth itself. Um, the young man that started the organization, Paul Semer, is like my second son. He mm. um, is a young Ghanaian man who could be anywhere in the world doing anything he wants. And he chooses to work with street children. And I met him on one of my trade missions to Ghana, working with entrepreneurs. And he was doing his um, national service. And he was working for a street children charity. And and he said to me that you'll be on my board one of these days. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I was there mentoring, coaching, keeping him abreast of the journey that he was on. Lo and behold, he did set up the business and it's now going into, well, it's gone into its 11th year of actually wow. being in and being successful, working with young people, 
getting them off the streets and working with their families. Mm -hmm. So I do very little by being on the board, but I'm a big voice out there in the market for them, um, getting um, grandparents, sorry, godparents to um, invest a a year's money to send a, a child to school and make sure they've got their uniform, their books, and their access to, um, you know, some hot meals, um, some part of the day, and to activities. Children do need to play. The Street Children Empowerment Foundation have um, a hub. It's got a library in it. It's got um, a a small football um, pitch. um, And it's also got um, rooms upstairs for the, the mothers to learn some vocational skills so that they can actually be income earners in their homes and not have the need to send their children out to um, be that economic value in the home. The Centre for uh, Grassroots Entrepreneurs is something that I'm working with with him to help the mothers and working with my partners with the Green Butterfly for them to be a feeder to help those ladies to get access to markets with their products and services once they've learned a skill and to learn some um, capacity building um, techniques and also to have some skills training with um, Green Butterfly. So it's joining wow. up all the dots. So what yes. I, as I said, I keep trying to find a way to bring Women's Entrepreneurship Day into the things that I do and likewise mm-hmm. bring the things that I do into Women's Entrepreneurship Day so that they can live in one home and I can put all my resources just into Women's Entrepreneurship Day and other things are benefiting from it so mm-hmm. that it doesn't I'm such a drain, as you say, because I, I do feel that I'm pulled in so many different areas, but I love it. So it doesn't feel like a pull. Um, yes. And I'm passionate about it. I'm excited about it. The young people there, I've seen them grow. When I went into the hub after literally 18 months of not being there, I could see how these kids have grown. And they mm. all come up to Auntie Toy, and I'm like, my oh God, look at you. How are you doing with COVID? How did you cope with school? How school? Yes. And they're full of stories that, you know, and Seth is like a lifeline for them because they would have been on the streets. I do understand, yes. During COVID, uh, I I can't imagine what it's like for people that we can't rescue because we can't rescue everybody. Mm -hmm. We do have an area which is in Jamestown and we do the best we can, which is why we've been 11 years old and um, continuing to strive. But, you know, all thanks to Paul and his fantastic team um, at Seth. They're the ones doing the day-to-day work. Great, great, great. I'm just in awe of everything that you do. And you've been uh, down there. You came with me to to see that. So, you know, it's been 11 years now. Yeah. (laughs) When you came, I I think that was about four years ago. Yes. That was about four years ago when I came to visit. And um, I helped out. I have the team out also. Um, what were we doing? We, we donated some bags and, and books. And we yes. had like a fun day. There was dancing. There was um, educational activities. We went to the library. You know, you showed us where the library was and all. It's just it's it's just um, heartwarming to know that it's still continuing even after so many years, you know. And and if you yeah. want to be able to quantify the impact that that has been on their lives and on the lives of their immediate families and extended families. So when you say that you're a connectpreneur, I do understand that because from what you've just said now, I can see all those dots, you know, where you have been and how they have all been 
interconnected and how everything now feeds, you know, into the Women Entrepreneurship Day, how you carry out your duties as an ambassador and how you still find time to, you know, when you talked about the green butterfly marketplace, how you still have time to really go to the grassroots and appreciate what women are doing and see how they can be marketed in a wider space rather than just their own nuclear niche areas. So well done, Tony. That's all I can say to you. Well done and keep up the good work. We will be, you know, logging in to, and please do further send the login details and contact details so that people can see what you're doing after the event because I think there's a need as you said for us women to just keep on keeping on keep the torch alight and make sure that we keep on lifting up each other throughout this journey in life. Absolutely. And with the work that you're doing as well with these podcasts, I think it's going to go out to a lot more people who need to know that they're not alone, that there is someone who can help them if they're looking for access to finance, if they're looking for a capacity building to learn Mm -hmm. the new techniques that are going to be the jobs for the future. It's all out there. It's all online. It's all around you. You've just got to know where to look. And that's what we like to be, a signpost. Just say, go here. Where are you on your journey? Okay, you might need to go back a few steps just to make sure that you've learned some of the things that you're going to definitely need later on. So coding might not you but you might be a fantastic salesperson and Mm -hmm. doing a masterclass on sales uh doing a masterclass on marketing a masterclass on branding will really enhance your sales techniques Um, and it's things like that just joining the dots for others who can't see the 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 whole picture and Mm -hmm. for us in the ecosystem it's really nice to be that that light that um shines on various um businesses so that they can get um, a little bit further on and grow develop and create jobs that's what we're all about yes just yes. Uh, creating oh. meaningful employment and fulfilling Brand. employment fantastic Tony so on that note I'll say thank you so much honestly for your time and just sharing all these lovely nuggets with us and inspiring us telling us about stories and sharing your journey really kindness seems to be the conduit that just connects everything that you do in in Ghana at at, at the moment. And I I know this is just going to be a long-term plan for you. So well done. Well done to all the work that you're doing, even across Africa and keep on empowering (laughs) women. And um, please don't be a stranger. Like I always say, let's do stay in touch and and let's see how we can keep this torch of flame. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Tony, and have a good evening. Thank you. And well done with Let's Act. We're sustainably developing Africa and beyond. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I hope your listeners, you know, do connect. I'll also send you my LinkedIn profile so that they can go straight in and connect with me via LinkedIn. And I'll always say hello. I may not be able to say very much more than that, but I'll say hello. If you told me how you'd like me to help you, I can already start thinking of how to signpost you. Oh, thank you so much, Tony. I really do appreciate that. Do take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sustainable Friends, for tuning into today's episode. And we hope you feel empowered and ready to develop economic, environmental, and social solutions that will bring about positive change in your communities for a better Africa and beyond. By the way, You don't have to wait until the next episode to chat with me. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let's Act Africa and tell me one thing this episode has convinced you to start doing. 
Also, if you found this episode insightful, please make sure you leave a rating, subscribe to our show, and share with others who you think can implement solutions in Africa and beyond. Remember, we're all in this together. Until next time, let's act Africa 